everybody. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. Hey, we are back. Back live. Well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> back with a fresh new episode. Yeah. Our flashback series has ended. Of course, we threw JD in there. But today's a great episode. Oh, man. It's going to be good. There's been a lot that's gone on uh, in the last uh, few weeks uh, since we've... Uh, been here one of those events and things that happened was at the dream center we had an event called soup and soul which you came to soup and soul i showed up ready for soup you know that's the only reason why you came you know might have been (laughs) (laughs) no i love the dream center in fact uh, uh, a portion of our team was there and some people from our church and yeah it was just good it was packed mate yeah you guys over did a 600 great job people showed up how, and how many again over 600 yeah i mean i was gonna say there were hundreds it yeah. was just and we had wall people we had um 30 restaurants from all over the area that come and bring their soups and um and some good ones i might add oh yeah, yeah. we had so so the i gotta tell this story so a few weeks ago uh, we get a call from our chef who does all the meals in the Dream Center. We serve about, I make 67,000 meals a year for our homeless guests and anyone that comes into the Dream Center. And so we've got this lady who's really passionate about cooking, right? And uh, the chef, she, her name's Lorraine. She's like, can I, I need a name for my soup. Can, can I test the soup on you guys and then as a staff, and then you can tell us you know, one, if you like it, and then give us some options of names. I said, yeah, Lorraine, we'll do that, no problem. So I'm sitting there, and I'm eating this soup, and I'm like, this tastes really good, but this meat doesn't taste normal. Uh-oh. And so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like, Lorraine, this is really good, but what is the soup? And especially, what is the meat in the soup because it didn't taste like chicken didn't taste like chicken mate. <laughs> and she said it was alligator alligator <laughs> alligator soup <laughs> wow so uh, i had some of it and i didn't know it was alligator until today earlier when he told me <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes yeah, so, goodness so uh so she was there with i mean again and many other restaurants were there as well it was it was a real fun night, yeah. indeed, and thank Good you stuff. for anyone who came out. We were able to show people around the Dream Center, which was the aim of the night, you know, give them a tour of, of what we do, and and uh, so, yeah, so, but that was fun. So, but you're, you're leaving out one of the funny parts of the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you had, there were TVs on stands in several parts of the room yeah. that this yeah. took place in. And you were advertising a QR code for Dream Center events and, you know, so people can click on it and see what the Dream Center is all about. But you also included a Revival Town podcast slide. Oh, you know, bit of self-promotion. You know, know, (laughs) getting it out there, getting it out there. Well, um, a lot of people kept coming up and commenting. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't just that. You show up and for some reason (laughs) the slide gets stuck. On the screen. <laughs> the Revival so, Town slide. The Revival Town slide. So we have, I have staff members coming up and going, um, is Revival Town now a Dream Center ministry? Why is it stuck on the screen? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. 
But we fixed it. We were able to get there, but it was on there for like five minutes. I, I had a couple of people come up to me, ask me about it, and I took out my key fob and acted like I was controlling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it paused right now, you know. Oh, oh my goodness. So, yeah. yeah, Soup Soul and Revival Town Podcast. There you go. There you go. Well, you are listening uh, to a great week. If you listened last week, you remember we did a flashback with Martin Smith who was the lead singer for Delirious for many years, is now on, on, tour. The, on tour with uh, Kerry Job and Cody Carnes. And uh, so we thought we would do something a little bit different. And we would invite his wife today yes. to come and speak. Anna Smith. Uh, I loved it. She's been the backbone uh, to, to Delirious and to Martin's ministry uh, they have six kids, right? So when Martin's off on the road, she was the one that was at home. And you're going to hear some amazing stories of just what it was like, uh, you know, being a wife and mother of someone who's on the road many days of the year. Um, I, and you, you said it was one of the best ones you've... Uh, yeah, it was one of my favorite ones. It was a great conversation. She's a lot... You can just tell she is a lot of fun. But w- what I really loved is... Her transparency and the fact that through all the hardships that come with ministry, yeah. she's not jaded. She still loves Jesus. She loves his word. Yeah. My kind of people. So why don't you just sit back and relax, grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea if you want to go. Or some alligator soup. Or some alligator soup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, enjoy this conversation with Anna Smith. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Anna Smith, is an author and speaker and is married to singer-songwriter Martin Smith, who was on Revival Town Podcast last week. Anna is a mother of six and grandmother. She loves God, people, church, community, fun, parties. I'm sure she's a lot of fun. She's joining us right now all the way from the UK. Anna, welcome to Revival Town. Woo! Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, it is great to have you on. We were joking earlier, but um, we've had pretty much all the band members from Delirious. <laughs> we've had their kids on, so why don't we have the wives on, right? Why not? Why not? Exactly. We'll <laughs> tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly why we've brought you on. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, uh, and many uh, may have heard it from last week in the episode, but... Our paths crossed many years ago, um, bringing the guys to Peoria for uh, nights of worship, and uh, we would have a lot of fun with your families and our families, and uh, getting American candy for all the kids uh, when they got here, and uh, we we just uh, became great friends over the years, and um, as uh, things happened obviously with you guys with delirious there's always two sides to a story and uh with obviously with uh the the guys off on their travels there's always family at home 
And you even wrote a book about this called Meet Mrs. Smith. And um, love the book. And it really goes behind the story of what happens in a lot of families when their uh, husbands or wives are going on the road and are, are doing life. And so we're going we're gonna, to uh, jump into that a little bit. But before we do that, why don't you tell us a bit about who Anna Smith is and uh, ha- perhaps how you met Martin and that whole story. And then from there, we can, we can start really unpacking some things. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I feel totally honored to be here and to be asked. And like Andy said, you know, we've known Andy and the family for many years and, you know, just feel so privileged to be asked to be on this. Um, So I met Martin in 1993, must have been. I married in 94. I met him at, I think it was my sister's wedding. Um, he was singing there, and I remember thinking, really lovely voice, nice guy, but he had a terrible suit on um, <laughs> that wasn't fitting him very well. He looked terrible in it. So um, anyway, I just thought I'd like to get to know him. Um, got to know him, and uh, just I, I fell in love and still do. I'm in, I am in love with the fact that he has um, he had this fascination with Jesus and with God and just wanted to delve into all that that meant for him and I hadn't ever met anyone that was so into God and so into um into Jesus into the word into music and I was actually quite fascinated still am still haven't quite worked him out (laughs) but um just love his love of God and and it's and it's super contagious you know it then got me interested more i was brought up as a christian my dad was a pastor so i've always had you know the faith there but um i think meeting martin and being fascinated about what what his relationship with god was like yeah. um really spurred me on to find my own relationship and my own um yeah my faith more i guess yeah so that that's how we met um all those years ago um and just love being with him love you know hanging out still do when we are together yeah so that's a bonus and the thing that's crazy that many may not know this is so you marry martin but then the family is all pretty much connected to the band members within delirious so this this band it, starts it's, it's super crazy why, why don't you try crazy. and explain yeah. this try and explain this to us oh yeah it's it is super crazy because um my eldest sister becca i'm one of five um my eldest sister becca is married to tim who's the keyboard player and then my next sister sarah was married to Stu, who was the drummer i was married to martin and my brother uh, john was the bass player and really good friend, Stu G, you know, yeah. might as well have been family because yeah. he's so close and loved being part of it all. So Stu and Karen, it was just, yeah, it was family. And, and that was the beauty of it. We, we need to do a delirious yeah. trivia contest and give away some merch, I think. <laughs> <laughs> see, for everybody that's listening to all these episodes, see if they can piece it all together. Yeah. And, it's a fascinating story. And what we loved yeah. about it when you came to the U.S., Every other year, you would do like a family tour, um, yeah. and we would yeah. tell we would tell the booking agents like, we don't want the year when the families aren't coming in. Coming, we wanted <laughs> we want it when the f- kids are coming, uh, and it was like 
like I don't know one year I think it was like sixteen with with seventeen children seventeen children it was crazy. wow yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And one year yeah. it was with Matt Redmond, so he had his kids as well. I mean, it was like... Yep. Oh, man. It was, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> it, it was busy. It was busy. It was crazy. But those... When you chat with... When I chat with my kids now, those were their favourite trips. Those were their favourite holidays ever, is being on a bus, um, going around America um, for their Easter holiday. That was it. For their, for their spring break, I guess yeah. you guys call it. So it was... It was their dream. Yeah. It wasn't so much my dream. It was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I could think of other holidays that were probably nicer. But it was unbelievable to be able to do that. So for, you know, to take your children around um, and show them what dad was doing every single night and show them what was going on in the world was yeah. was pretty spectacular and, and a real gift. I, I, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And they even made it on stage every night. The kids did. They uh, did. If the kids that were were awake. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> I'll never forget that, though. Oh like, yeah, you know, because you came to nice. some of the events, right? Right, sure. right. At, yeah, at just... the church, and um, yeah, I mean, it, okay. So the the great thing about your book, Meet Mrs. Smith, is yeah, it talks about what you've just talked about. Where yeah, it was great with the kids, but sometimes it wasn't, and the way you yeah. you wrote about these two worlds of Martin being off and uh, touring the world. And at that, and so in the book at that time was really a pinnacle of delirious opening for Bon Jovi and the, the number one hit and all this stuff. But sometimes at home it was being tough for you because you were raising six kids. Tell us a bit about yeah. those two worlds colliding. Yeah, because I think at the beginning of the book, you tell Martin was in India, Delirious was in India, and it's this incredible move of God is happening through Delirious, and he's on the phone with you, telling about it. And you, you have babies, and you're cooking. You got stuff on the stove. You're like, I don't care about that right now. I need help. Right? Is I mean, is that absolutely? Is that, yeah. Absolutely. So I remember that really vividly, that, that phone call. Specifically, I was heavily pregnant with Mary, um, and who is my last uh, baby. So I, had, I remember having five children just juggling them in and out of the bath, you know, all these children, and just trying to lean over and just being heavily pregnant. And obviously the time zone difference was super crazy with Martin traveling, and he was in India. And, and he called me and he said, babe, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty chaotic here. <laughs> and he said, um... Yeah, I'm in India at the minute and I've, I found a little girl and I'd like to bring her home. And I remember at that moment just thinking, I don't know how to tell him that I just don't think I can do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I said some bad words and I think <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I think I um, just needed him to know that like that, that might tip me. Yeah. Um, saying, saying all of that, you know, the Lord spoke to me about it and I was like, okay, God, if you, if you are into this, you know, just make this super, super clear for us. Um, and so the adoption papers were on the table before we do it. And we were going through the whole, you know, trying to get Farine back to, to England. Um, and long and short of it is in the end, her, her mother, came out of the industry that she was in that wasn't great and um, wanted to look after her wow. daughter and her family. And we wanted to support them and other communities in India. Yeah. So it opened up a whole other area for us where we went out and visited 
um, but family and the community out there. So wow. uh, it was, it, it, that's just a snippet of the, the type of, and I know a lot of people listening will be aware of like their own life, home life where their husbands or wives are away a lot and juggling and knowing. And a, a lot of people with one parent families and also with um, children have got extra needs. It's, it's a pretty full-on season when you have got small children at home and yeah. having your husband away or not having a partner. Um, you know, it really does test you. Yeah. It really does bring you to some places where you don't choose to be and you never dreamt you would be. Um, and it's in those times I think I've learned my faith. I've learned to hang on yeah. to, to God and hang on to my Heavenly Father when everything else is falling away. And, and also to... Um, yeah, to be really honest and to not pretend that, you know, Martin's doing the ministry, so everything must be a blessing. Actually, just because Martin's doing the ministry doesn't mean that everything is great. Right, right. Um, it can be really, really hard. And I, I'm just speaking up for all those women that feel like they have to, and men that feel like they have to, you know, say that it's all okay because, you know, their partners are doing the ministry. No. Whoever said that that was going to be easy, right. you know, it's it's full on and it's tough. And it's in these times that you've got to realize where your faith is and what you're going to hang on to and the people you're going to chat with and what helps you through. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that early on when I was when I was young in ministry, there was almost this uh, this false sense of you can't be honest with people you can't be transparent mm -hmm. don't let them know that you're that you're struggling because that'll show weakness and and obviously we know now i mean it's it's transparency that speaks volumes into people i know people are listening they can relate with oh yeah my husband's in ministry or maybe travels or, or a single parent home yeah. like yes life is hard ministry is hard church is hard i've been pastoring the same church 25 years some of my roughest moments of life have been as a pastor yeah Yes, and, and totally. I, I think as well, um, you're absolutely right, Chuck. Like we always think, like, oh, and you hear it from from people like, oh, we would love to be in the ministry. We would, you know, for me with the dream, oh, I'd love to be, you know, running the dream center or doing something with the dream center. And I'm like, yeah, there is there is a lot of joys, but there's also, yes. especially with something like dream center, it's twenty four seven. You know, three o'clock in the morning when there's a family of seven or yes. eight that have come in that are homeless that we've got to look after. Like, like there's a weight to it as well that you have to really, um, you know, make sure that God is helping and, and, and strengthening and also being honest, like Chuck said to people and saying, well, ministry is ministry, good and bad. Yes. And um, especially with what yes. you're talking about, it is so, so true because we forget about it. We, we think we see the person on stage and we think yes. their life must be amazing. But you don't see what really is going yes. on, you know. So good. Well, so true. here's, so here's true. what I was um, going to ask you a little bit about is in those years of delirious and then now, you know, they've been going uh, and then they're, they've now announced that they're going to stop being a band, okay? Um, and I think we were over right before the last concert in England, right? We were, it was weird. I remember 
we were at your the old house that you were at, and Tim, the keyboard player, had come over, and he was giving us this whole thing about Big Church Day Out that was just about to, like, start, right? And uh, he was telling us about the flags and mm-hmm. all this stuff and everything. What was that season like for you, knowing that this was about to end, but Martin was now going to be home more? And there was going to be uh, a different season for you guys, right? I mean, mine would be gone every other week or something like like that. Um, but now he's home, right? What, what was that like for you? Yeah. Was there an adjustment or was it like, I think you need to go back on the road? Or <laughs> yeah, I, it was a really, really hard season. If you can imagine as well, you know, these are my family. So this is my family that's... Are doing this journey with us all, and it's it was implementing them to such a great deal that was really really breaking my heart. So that that was super tough. Yeah. Um. You know, leaving the band was a huge decision um, for us, and I think you know it's it because we weren't going into it and we didn't know what the next thing was that does leave you very vulnerable. I've never, you know, in, in that time I had, I'd only know Martin to be away. So then him coming, staying at home, I didn't know what that would look like, whether that would be great or not. I was, if I'm honest with you, I did, I was nervous. You know, yeah. what does life look like with Martin being around 24 seven is, and will he go back on the road again? Will, will he keep singing? Is there another direction? God, you're going to have to, you know, help us in this. So it was very vulnerable. I, I remember being, um, yeah, very nervous, very um, just asking God, very prayerful, but also a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion during that season of not knowing what the next thing was for us, yeah. but knowing super clearly that God had asked us to leave the band. So that, and everybody, I think, had their thoughts and I remember being at a church where they were like, so what's next? What's the next thing? And for for us to say, we're not sure. People didn't know how to cope with that either yeah. um, because everything's got to be bigger and better and the next thing and, you know, you're not going to stop. We're going to keep on going. And, and actually, Martin, we didn't know. We yeah. didn't know what the next thing looked like. So yeah. was that going to be a time together? Um, and it was for a season. And, and I'd love to say that that was amazing, but actually that was really tough. That was really tough having Martin home um, and just reestablishing our roles again. Um, And I had to, you know, get over some bitterness about him being away so much because, you know, I'd brought up the children with him being away and all of a sudden he was home and he was doing things differently. Um, So it was a real tussle of roles and expectations and also not knowing what the next season looked like. Yeah. was really tough as well as feeling responsible for my sisters and their husbands and the families and what everybody else was saying in our local church. And it was, it was quite a full on season. Um, and the things that kept me going honestly was just knowing that I'd heard from my heavenly father and just walking in obedience with him, knowing that he had called us to do something. Um, and that's what kept me going. Um, just being super prayerful and knowing knowing that was was a real piece to us both. Wow. Well, did that did that add 
any conflict within the family because the whole band is just about related. So in, in like after the very last yeah. delirious show concert, those next few months getting asked all those questions, seeing everybody at church, family functions, did that create some tension within the family? Absolutely. As you can imagine. Um, and you know, we have to fight to keep those relationships good. You have to, you know, ask God to help you and, you know, just getting those relationships back took time. Um, And, you know, I'm very, very grateful and very, very thankful that I'm part of a family and a team that just wanted that, those relationships to be good as well. So, you know, yeah. Well, let's, let's go, let's go back a bit because there was something that happened in our lives, me and my wife and our family's life that um, I'll never forget um, that we lost a daughter way back um, quite late in pregnancy um, and we reached out to you guys immediately uh, just to tell you. I remember Martin saying, hey, we're going to shut the the offices down for a day. We're going to go to prayer for your family. Uh, It was one of the darkest days of our lives, um, what we went through. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and you guys were so supportive, not just that day, but, you know, reaching out to us and uh, taking us through that. And then a year later, um, you guys were scheduled to come to Peoria again. Uh, and we were all excited. And I will never forget the, the day you guys pulled in. You had just flown over into Chicago, came down to Peoria, and... Um, Martin came off the bus and you could tell there was something wrong. Like Martin's pretty jovial and, hey, how's it going? And it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. And uh, he pulled me aside and said, hey, is Teresa here? And I said, yeah. I said, well, um, Anna's on the bus. Can can she go and, and see her? And so we were going to get, get Teresa. And long story short, you had had something that had happened on the flight over and you actually dedicated mm. a chapter to it in your book called flight 378 mm. can you explain what had happened and because i know our my wife and you 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 both connected in mm. a way that only a few people can mm. because of the experience that went on can you just go into that a little bit absolutely yeah i it's one of those moments you'll never forget um yeah we we had scheduled to come over to america and of course, you know, it's a huge, um, it, it's a huge job to get all those people, tickets, flights, the whole tour is a massive thing, undertaking. And, you know, um, I think it was um, a couple of months before um, we were heading out to America, I found out I was pregnant and um, very, very excited having our fifth child. And whilst I was going to the airport, I realized that I was losing the baby. Um, and it was one of those, it was actually on, on the airplane that um, I lost the baby coming over to America. Um, and it was one of those horrible moments of not knowing whether to just get back on the airplane and go home. That's really what I wanted to do and just, you know, snuggle in my own bed and just be amongst things but um yeah I just really felt again that um and I'm I'm not saying this is the right thing honestly I'm not I just felt again that God was going to give me everything I needed in order to 
to get through that season. And so we landed um, and, you know, the, sh- the show went on that night. Martin jumped off the aeroplane and I was in quite a lot of plane, obviously lost a lot of blood and I needed to get sorted out and helped. Um, and I had four children that needed to get off the aeroplane as well. Um, which was pretty traumatic, actually. Just the flight even over was, as you can imagine, you can't move, you're sitting there. Um, And I vividly remember Martin, because I had two children either side of me and he had two children either side of him, so he was behind me. And I remember just looking through the the gap in the um, aeroplane chair and just holding his hand as I was on that aeroplane. And it was just, um, yeah, just... a a horrific experience and then not knowing what the right thing was but knowing that Martin had a tour and there were lots of people that were coming to these tours and um coming to the shows and it was yeah I I decided to keep going um Teresa was amazing you know landing knowing that there was somebody there that would understand and um just know the right thing to say but um I'm built probably quite differently to Martin as in as much as I'm like, we got to keep going, you know, Martin head in the game, let's go. But I remember that first night, him coming off the stage and just sobbing, absolutely sobbing and not knowing, you know, whether he could go on um, to do the tour. So, you know, those just real, real stuff that, that, um, that I know a lot of people will have gone through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how many years later, must be 20 years later, doesn't, yeah. doesn't you know, I can remember it like yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those those things kind of are, are your memories and you work through that and wonder what if and, you know, yeah. all those questions are still, still there, aren't they? Yeah. So and, you and- just journey that. And what we found was, um, especially with what had happened with with us, that our daughter had a condition called anencephaly, where basically the um, the there was no brain, but there was a brain stem, uh, which was then triggering a heart. So it, it sounded it it felt for Teresa felt like the baby um, was developing. Um, there was a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It was very sporadic movement. There was no brain. And uh, very pretty rare condition, but yet since since mm-hmm. that we have met so many people who have had this same experience that have just needed someone to talk to, right. and um, you know yeah. even though we went through that dark time, we're we've now been able to bring a bit of light to people uh, through that dark time, and I'm sure that's happened with yourself as well. You know, the experience of it was horrible. Absolutely. But you could minister in a way that you've, you would never have been able to before. And God already knew that, that your two so worlds true. would collide and yeah. that there was a divine appointment. And God just has a way of putting people in your pathway to speak into your life in the right moment. Yeah. So it's... Um, so true. Helps us get through those times. Well, yes. one of the things that, you know, I think through all of, of that experience and and. Martin's heart, your heart, especially Delirious as well, they, they went to some of the, the nice areas of the world, but then they also went to some of the roughest areas. We talked about India and, and other places. Um, 
and compassion has been a big deal to you and to Martin. Uh, I remember you guys doing compassion art and mm. which was an organization to try and just help um, organizations that are dealing with poverty. Can you just touch on that a little bit? Obviously the, the whole compassion side of what you mm. saw on the road was good and bad. And when you were with the, the guys, can you just touch a little bit on, on that side of the world that perhaps people don't see with these guys that are on stage? Sure. Um, yeah, I think one, one of the most moving um, times was going to India and we went to Cambodia um, and Africa and seeing, um, taking our children to see other children on living on rubbish dumps, rubbish tips. Um, you know, those are the sort of things you, our children still talk about. You don't forget those, those, you know, those memories. And I think, if anybody out there has any opportunity to travel and to go to some of these places, please do. Please just, it's very, very different. You know, you can watch stuff on the television, but actually going to places and, you know, looking at people in the eyes and, you know, having that, um, that physical connection is, is something that I think is, is something very special that we were privileged to do with the children and you know they were all different ages and they came away with all different memories um but for me i i guess whenever i see need you just want to do something um um however big or small that is i just think that whether that's just helping someone in your local church um it you know or or being able to go and to india and do some mission work over there I just think if you if you feel the need and you feel God's calling you to it, I'm just a huge encourager of doing what you can in in your community and out. So, you know, I'm just keep you know encouraging people to to look out of your box. Don't get comfy. We can all do that. We can feel comfy very quickly and just let let's try and push each other to do a little bit more. Yeah. Well. Amen. You know, one of the one of the things that um, we also have in common, uh, and and Chuck does as well, is we have a house full of creatives, uh, kids who are very creative. Uh, some obviously we've had Ellie Linebear on the podcast. Your daughter, who uh, is doing an amazing job, has an amazing singing career. Um, but your all your kids very much are creative. Uh, same with mine. Same with Chuck's. Like, um, tell us a bit about because I know I, I. I mean, I could answer this right um, because it's been crazy having creatives in the house. But what is it like, um, like stewarding that, making sure that the kids are <laughs> staying creative but not too crazy? Um, just tell us a bit about that world for you because. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what stewarding looks like, Andy. I haven't a clue. I've never had a clue. I don't think I could steward anything in this house. Um, I just, if anything, I'm just like, go, go, yeah, just yeah. do it. Whatever yeah. like mm. is going on in your heart. I mean, it's nuts. It's yeah. absolutely bonkers. Um, you know, and and again, it's not just my own children. It's that now their partners, their husbands, um, other people from the church that are coming in. 
Um, it's just, yeah, I'm just loving it, um, encouraging it. I want to see more of it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, I don't think there's any stewarding though. I think it's just encouraging it. <laughs> but I think that's part of the stewarding. I think there's a lot of people who yeah. um, are like, you want to do what? No. You know what I mean? Like shut it down. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, even for what we've done with, you know, both of our boys are now in LA. Uh, Ethan was on tour with Mosaic this last year. Clay yeah. is playing at Mosaic, but then he, you know, just let us know that they've got an apartment on the Warner Brothers, like, lot. Like, it's where the actors used to live. Like, like I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go and do it. Like, uh, and it's hard because, uh, you know, for us especially, uh, our our boys are the other side of the country, um, yeah. you know, and, and getting to see them and things like that. But but I think there's part of Stuart in there of just saying, go for it. Letting go too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Letting go. And I think one of the things I really encourage, especially if they're doing Christian music or in that Christian scene is um, I've noted very quickly in our culture here in England that, you know, if it's like a mainstream thing, then they, they taper it down for the church. Whatever their gifting is, they kind of make it a bit neater yeah. or they shut down because they don't think that the church will want that crazy bit of them. Um, and one of my passions is is to enable that the whole of them, yeah. the mm. crazy bit as well, to be accepted in church. Yeah. So that's one of my passions is don't don't do a Christian song because it fits something. Do a song that you want to sing. Do a song that you you is all of you rather than a um a cut down what you think will fit in this cookie cutter package yeah. um and i think of course with what martin's done he's always done that he's always yeah. just sung out whatever he hasn't fitted a box and that's one of my big passions yeah. um for other creatives out there don't feel like you have to water down that's the biggest mistake watering down something to fit something just right. give god your everything don't don't try and change it up um if you're a painter Paint how you would in church as you would outside church. If you are a guitarist, play like you do in your bedroom. In ch- like play the whole of you rather than a than a you know the, just the bit that you think everybody likes. Yeah, that's um, really good. Because yeah. I just feel passionate. I feel passionate about that. Yeah, yeah. Because you always hear, well, is it a Christian band? This big thing with Delirious was: Are you a Christian band or are you a you know, a, a, or Christians a in a band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like, well, yeah. we're just doing a band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know totally. That, I know that um, you see that a lot. The the boxes come out, and in fact, some of the best, what we would say, secular artists, you find out, are coming from a place of of being a Christian. You know, and so absolutely, uh, it's so so crucial to to like I said, be the whole person out there for sure. So yeah. Martin yeah. is now back on the road a little bit, and yes. uh, as we're recording this and as it's going out, he he is actually going out with uh, Kerry Job and Cody Carnes on the Blessings yeah. tour. Now, is the feeling the same? The same? Like, obviously, the kids have grown a bit. Some are yeah. out the house. 
like is it does it feel the same or is it different than, than it's it's really exciting i'm really excited about the season i think it's probably as well because the well the children are older so i i'm not so it's not so crazy but um also the decisions we're making we're making them together we're making them and you know you don't have to think of the whole team and you know what dates could work for everybody this is something that me and martin could be super prayerful about yeah. you know come together this date will work that date won't work um and i think that this season of um yeah we weren't expecting like you, you know the carry and cody i mean like where did that come from god what's going on you know so we're still super surprised super um thankful that you know that martin's still traveling and doing what he loves doing um and i'm I'm just incredibly grateful that he's still loving what he's doing that I don't take that for granted in any regard that, you know, my husband is able to do a job that he loves. Um, that, that is incredible. And that I can get to travel with him now as well. And I can experience a little bit more of what he's doing. And, you know, it's, it's in a really interesting season of what God's doing with music um, across the world um, at the minute. And I just feel really privileged to be able to experience some of that with him. Yeah. You know, it's really cool that you do get to experience that with him now. And, and really something that we we maybe talked about when he was on the podcast, but maybe we haven't today, is he's one of the pioneers that paved the way for tours like the one he's on right now. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and even Special. when, you know, uh, Kerry and Cody on recent albums have done some of martin's and delirious's songs and have done them justice but i oh, know beautiful. for them it must be like like not i don't want to say weird but an honor it's an honor to yeah. have right. the guy who wrote it to be able to sing it with them night after night to thousands of people um, I just see it the opposite. I just think it's a total honour to be with those guys. I just <laughs> love them. Absolutely yeah. love those guys. They yeah. are the real deal. Yeah. They are God-fearing, God-loving, family-loving people. And we. I just feel totally honoured that Martin is, you know, out there doing what he loves doing with them. I mean, it's just dream, dream team. And the craziest thing is Stu G is going to be with him. Yes. Who's been yeah, on the I podcast mean, as well. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Even, his guitar tech Paul was on the podcast. Well, yeah. I feel a bit left out, actually. Yeah. yeah I, the best time, you should be they? coming over, you know, <laughs> carry it, do something, sing or dance or something for them, you know. Oh, I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> carry their bags, do their washing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so that's happening uh, right now that they're, they're out. Um, we are just praying for us in the Midwest uh, and East Coast that they do they do the tour again, only this side of the country. Um, yes. But uh, but the, I I you know I was just thinking about that. Just now, the freedom that that you have. Not that the kids weren't freedom, but now you can feel that. You know what I mean. Um, being able to be involved more yeah my youngest is 15 Mary is 15 and so uh, again I'm in this crucial time I'm not gonna jump and do tours with Martin I still feel like having teenagers um 
you know, I've got Ruby, who's also 18. So I'm still, I want to be at home. I want to be, I'm also a grandma. So I'm loving looking after my beautiful Maccabee. So this season is still like rolling and I've got church here and, you know, stuff going on here as well for me. So even though I could go on the road with Martin, because Mary is old enough, I still feel like there is a season that I am, I'm just waiting. I'm not yeah. jumping, you know, it's going to be God when you, when, when it's right. And whatever that looks like, yeah. you know, we're just, just got to be patient. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what do you feel for the future with, with what is happening with Martin? Cause it's like, and obviously COVID hit a bit and Martin really was a, a really instrumental for the churches that didn't, have the capability of having a band to do things. I know he was doing things for the churches uh, that they could do worship right in their homes mm-hmm. and things like that. So that was a season there. Um, but you know, is there a, like an excitement for you now of of what's happening, not just for Martin, but for you as an individual? Definitely, definitely, there is an excitement, but there is also um, like. I would say I, I would say in my spirit there's a shifting going on. Something is ra- something is happening, I think, um to do with a changing of an atmosphere and something in I don't quite know what it is. Um you, but it's definitely in the church and in in amongst people. And I just I'm just getting ready for whatever that is. I can't articulate that well enough, sorry to you, but no, I just no. I'm I'm aware that his his presence is, is quite thick amongst lots of communities at the minute and I am waiting and I'm expecting and I am, you know, wanting to just yeah, just be ready for this next season. And so I am excited, but I'm also hesitant yeah. to not jump too soon not to think I know what it is and to be heading in that. I just want to hear from, again, from God, what this next season looks like. I've got dreams. I've got ambitions yeah. of what I would love to see, but I just, I'm feeling like, God, I just want to wait, wait on you, wait on what you want to bring in this season. And I do feel like there's a shuffling happening. Yeah. There's a shu- there's a reshuffle. There's a reshuffle happening. And I don't quite know what that is at the minute. So, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm expectant, but I don't think it will all be easy. Yeah, mm, I love that. I can tell you have so much, so much wisdom, and I think that one thing that's encouraging for me, and hopefully for our our listeners and, and viewers, is that is this: you you've been through some hard stuff. You've experienced setback. You've experienced loss. You've experienced the strain of, of ministry, the pull, all these things, and yet you still love Jesus. Absolutely. You know, you're, not, you're not jaded. And so many people today are, are jaded, and they've, they've walked away from their faith because of the hard times. And there's something to say about your steadfastness and your, your faithfulness. So I just want to say thank you for staying faithful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Honestly, it's, I would love to say, you know, that I'm telling you, there are some people out there that have had a lot harder than I have. There are some really, really tricky situations, but if I can help, um, anybody who's gone through, you know, 10 times is just honestly, hold on to your heavenly father, hold on in there. Don't give up too soon. Um, 
He is right there with you, even if you don't feel it, even if you um, can't see where he is. Just hold on in there. Keep trusting. Talk to some great people around you that are hope-filled. Be aware of your environment. Be aware of what you're looking at on your phone. Be aware of what you're reading. Um, and just put people around you that will give you, that will direct you in. And, and read read the Bible. Get get into, my thing is Proverbs. I love a quick, yes. a quick word that's going to help me. Yeah. Um, in a season, in a really tricky moment, like get into the word, get into one of the, another things that really helps me is put that worship music on, put some music on, change your atmosphere. If you are feeling heavy, if you are feeling down, if you don't know what to do, you know, put some music on, put some music on that will take your eyes up, put some music on that will bring your eyes out of your situation. Um, those are the, just a few tools that help me, a few things that get me through, you know, my day when, when it is tough. And that, you know, as I said, there's people out there, it's a lot tougher for, and I have no idea how you're doing it. But if, you know, that helps you, just just try and stick into some to some good practical help there. And, yeah. you know, that's just what's helped me. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, Anna, would you uh, do something for us? We always end the podcast with uh our guest praying uh and i know you've you've touched on a few things but would you uh just pray us out here and then we'll come back after the prayer and just uh we'll do the big three and a few of the ways that people can connect with you but uh would you pray for us i would be honored to thank you heavenly father i just want to pray right now for anyone listening watching that lord that you would come and be super close be with anyone out there that is feeling misunderstood or just just really lonely. God, that you would meet them right now where they are, that you see everything, you know what's gone on, you know their lives and all that they've battled through. And Lord, I just pray that you would come by your spirit and just be with them right now. And I pray for some creatives, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Lord, that you would meet them, encourage them, spur them on to do more um, and to be encouraged to focus in on what you have for them in their lives. And Lord, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. And Heavenly Father, we just pray you'd come be with us wherever we are in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Well, uh, thank you so much. And we are going to do what we do at uh, every podcast is the big three. So, Anna, we are going to be asking you three questions. They've got Yikes. nothing to do with really the what we've talked about already, but just to get to know you, right, more. Um, okay. So, do you want me to start? Sure. sure. Yep. Okay. Sure. So, um, you live in Brighton, right, which is down on the south coast of England. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, the British Riviera, as, as a lot of people call Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. So um, if you, if we are coming, and we've done this, but if we are coming to your house, where are you taking us out to eat? Well, first of all, first of all, I would much prefer that you just stay with us in our home. Like going out is great, but you can go out anywhere. I know. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what, Hank? Hang with us, 
hang with us here in Brighton. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll put some lovely food on, we'll put some music on, and we'll all hang out and we'll laugh and chat. Put some yeah, just hang out together. Yeah. That that would be my that would be my absolute heaven with people. Because I just think when they're in your home, everybody relaxes a little bit yeah. more than going out to dinner. Right. We've got some fantastic restaurants in Brighton. I could take you to the Ivy. I could take you to some phenomenal places. But do you know what? Beans and toast with a load of great people See? is the best. There you go. Yeah. Beans on toast. Beans on toast. There you go. And, and, Honestly. And I, I'm, I'm not just saying this. Like, what Anna just said is exactly what you do when you go to their house. Like, hey, we're going to chill. Now, I will remember the fish and chips on the Brighton Pier. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty special yeah. down there. Um, yeah. but, but definitely, um, boy, you guys do a, a mean roast dinner as well. You know, I mean, you know, there's nothing Delicious. Like oh, yeah. Okay, uh, Chuck, All right. Questions. All right, so my question, Anna, is... So you get on a plane and you fly over here to America with Martin. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite place to visit in the United States? Oh, oh, that's that's tricky because <laughs> I do like the sunshine. So, you know, it would have to be probably somewhere California way. And we've got some dear friends, Matt and Beth Redman, who we love dearly. So it would probably be that that kind of way. But I, there are so many places. Florida, we've got some great people. Yeah. Miami, I can do that. But um, of course, I would love to be Andy and Teresa up, up in Peoria. That, yeah. I mean, where else? Where else would where you else? want to go? Oh, well, where else would I, I can think be? of a number of other places. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm California, Florida. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. last question. You have um, a, a pretty famous brother, right? Oh, uh, plays in a band called Royal Blood, which is a uh, a band that, like, Chuck, when we talk about Royal Blood, we're talking about, like, royalty of British um, pop stars. <laughs> they are opening for and they are around and getting a lot of Brit awards and, I mean, like, the real deal, right? So with that in mind uh, and the type of people that he may be around, what yes. are you listening to at this moment? Oh. What music? Musically. Yeah, musically. Yeah, yeah. Apart from oh, Martin, I, of course. Apart from Martin, and of course, yeah. Apart from my daughter Ellie, actually, Ellie as well, songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, can't miss out. And then Noah, my son, is writing with my brother. I mean, honestly, there's music. There is too much music happening in this house. That's great. Um, but I, I do like listening to all sorts of music. There is not. I have when I go to school, I have a bit of worship music, a bit of elevation. Um, I also have the Radio One, which is a um, a secular music pop thing on. I like classical FM, which is a classical. I love all sorts of different. And the children, you guys would know this. They bring music in from all sorts. Oh, yeah. Some of it is suitable and some of it isn't suitable. But they bring it in and <laughs> yes. we all listen to it and we all get creative on what we think, um, why they love it. So music in, in my house, I actually love. I, I, I love any music that gets people dancing as well. Yeah. That is something that I love is the freedom of that. Um, so I, yeah, I'm totally, I love any, any sort of music. Put it on and let's have a listen. Tell me why you love it. Yeah. And, and, and again, this is 
Teresa, I remember when we first went to your house and like Martin cranked the music up and Teresa was like, well, I guess we're having music on. Like it was like, <laughs> there's always music on, you know what I mean? Which is yeah. awesome. We, we love it. Love it. So, well, Anna, yeah. thank you so much for being on Revival Town today. If people want to follow your story uh, on social or anything, what, what's the best way yeah. for them to, to follow? Oh, I think it's, I think I'm Anna Smith TV or something. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that Google, on Instagram. We'll tell I people to Google know. it. <laughs> I know, Google, Google it. I have no idea. You probably know that more than I do. I haven't a clue. We'll put, but, a, um, we'll put a link on, on, uh, on the uh, Instagram stuff. So, uh, so thank you so much for being no. on. This has been awesome. Uh, sharing your story and... Uh, praying that everything goes well uh, with Martin's tour at the minute as well. Uh, or not Martin's tour, you know, Kerry and, and Cody's tour and Martin's just there to, to be a part of it. It's going to be so good. Uh, but yeah. thank you for coming on to Revival Town podcast today, Anna. Yeah. Thank and, you and, for having me. And people can get your book on Amazon. Meet I Mrs. think Smith, so. Right? I think yeah, it's still yeah, around. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. it's, yeah, it's still there, I reckon. Right. Meet Mrs. Smith on Amazon. Make sure you go and check it out. Again, thank you so much, Anna, for being yeah, on Revival you. Town. Thank you. Good stuff, Andy. Oh, man. That was good, wasn't it? Loved it. What did you uh, get out of that? I mean, I know there's a lot of different aspects because your church was doing delirious stuff early on right like when delirious were just starting to bring stuff out your church was rolling with that so yeah, we had um, at least one to two songs in our rotation for a long time yeah really and um every now and then we still break out obsession we oh really yeah do. yeah but um so yeah delirious was an instrumental part of our early early worship days yeah and uh, but you know something that that anna said today made me think of something that happened to me just a few weeks ago you know she talked about ministry being hard yeah there are seasons where it is it is difficult yeah. and pastoring can be challenging as well it's rewarding it's a calling if it wasn't a calling i wouldn't do it i'm called to do it but i do i really do love to do it and even if i wasn't called i might still do it because yeah. you know what i mean i really do en- enjoy it and me personally i wouldn't want to do anything else except for maybe go on tour with cody carnes Terry job <laughs> All right, but no, in all seriousness, a few weeks ago, you know, it was one of those days where, and I don't know if you've heard this before, Andy, maybe you have, but it's been said, at least I don't know if I read it, somebody told me, that when you get up and speak for 45 minutes, you are using the same amount of endorphins equivalent to an eight-hour workday. So this is why Sunday afternoon naps for pastors really is a, a big deal. I, this is why I joked around. I fell asleep in the Dollar General parking lot in my car for like an hour on a Sunday afternoon. Well, here's, yeah. here's what happened. You know, doing back-to-back services, yep. you know. And I'm a passionate speaker. I mean, I, I, I'm I not monotone. I sometimes get a little crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah, speaking, yeah. Right? Um, and I was wiped out. And I had to make a couple hospital visits yeah. right after church. And usually I just go eat and then I crash. But um, so I went to the hospital and I had to go to two different hospitals to pray for two different people. And I just sat in the parking garage and I fell asleep. In the parking garage? In the parking garage (laughs) for an hour. (laughs) 
for an hour. I woke up and I'm like, no, I just want to, I wanted to already be in and out at the next hospital so I could just, man, go home, be with the family, eat something and just take a nap. But I took a nap in the hospital parking garage. What's the deal with you taking naps in the <laughs> I car? No, I don't know. Next week, I'm just going to go get on a bus. <laughs> go wake up and I'll be in a different state. <laughs> Well, we just want to thank you for listening today. Now, if you're listening to the first time, there's something that we do every week called Tate and his mate. Now, this is something that we have done from day one, right? Right. right. And uh, In fact, the only time we've never done Tate and his mate was our episode with J.D. Wall a couple weeks ago yeah. where we just wanted to focus on the revival. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, so I'm going to put this into context, all right? We right. just had Anna on, and this is where we, uh, for those who are new, we um, throw out an English word, phrase, rhyming Cockney slang, uh, where I obviously am the mate to Tate, Chuck Tate, <laughs> and, uh, and Chuck has to try... And, and, and you're saying that in a British context. We just want you yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody to know that. <laughs> That's a different podcast. And so, so that, so that, uh, so here's, here's what I'm going to do. We'll, we'll throw something at hey, you that mate. is very, very English. And, um, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. I got to, I got to guess. So, uh, I asked, um, Anna about where she would take his tweet. And I talked about, they took us down to the Brighton Pier. And I'm going to put it into context. We went to the Brighton Pier, and I had a poke of chips. A pot? Poke. K. Poke, <laughs> as in coke. A poke of chips at the pier. At the pier. A yeah, poke, not, a, not a pear. A poke. At the pier. A poke of chips at the pier. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had a poke of chips, what's a poke of chips? <laughs> Uh, a poker chip, like a poker dance. Poker, poker, poker. Poker, poker, poker. Reminds me of Home Alone. Poker, poker. Oh yeah, yeah. We left him in, left a little tyke in the feeder home all day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Was he okay? Yeah. I mean, after a few weeks, he started talking again. All right. So no, not not polka, but poke of chips. Yeah. How about a bucket of chips? I'm gonna say a bucket. A bucket? A bucket. No, it's not a bucket. It's not a bucket. Okay, a poke of chips. Uh, just um, so we're at the pier, you're having fish and chips, but you're having a poke of chips. Um, fries? No. Okay. You want me to tell you? Poke of chips? Poke of chips. is like a, a parcel of chips like the bag that it's in like you can have a poker chips here's a bag of chips fries oh right right so it's just the way they say so they say this up north in okay. the north of england and uh yeah you so you get a poke of chips okay which is a bag of chips okay stop by grab a bottle of soda and a poke of chips there you go hey hey man you're, you're like a local hey, you know what 
Anna used one of our Tate and Mate words in oh. bonkers. She said bonkers. Bonkers, yeah. You yeah. love that word. I don't love you? that word. I'm bonkers. Oh, bonkers. You're yeah. bonkers. Well, thank you again for listening to Revival Town today. Make sure you're telling people about uh, the show. Uh, we have got. Uh, oh, we haven't told anyone. We hit a big number. Is that what you're talking big about? Big number. So 66. Thousand downloads, sixty-six thousand downloads wow. in the last two years. What yeah. year and a half? Two years, something right. like that. So, uh, thank you so thank much, you guys. Yeah. It's all about you. Yeah. So make sure you're telling people about it. Hey, could we hit a hundred thousand downloads by the end of the year? I think we can I, do. I think it. we can do it. I think Come we on. can do it. So make sure you're telling people about it uh, and and tell them to go back to different episodes. Some people may be interested in the Asbury revival that w- took place. Right. Send them to JD's, maybe Amy Grant or Dallas Jenkins, some of the, the different people that we've had on. Yes. Uh, make sure you, you're having them go to the website, revivaltownpodcast.com, and right. they can click episodes. Yes. And I'd like to know what is your favorite episode. In fact, I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. All right. So you need to go to revivaltownpodcast.com. Yep. There is... And um, on the homepage, there is an option for you to leave a voice message. You cannot email this. You cannot write it on social media. You have to leave a voice message. If you will tell us, this is there's two things. Number one, what is your favorite episode and why? And number two, I want you to tell us how many episodes feature somebody from the band Delirious? <laughs> if you get it correct. Band of band and family members. Band and family members. Okay. If you get it correct, we are going to send you some free merch. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you got to leave a contact number so we can get a hold of you. So yeah. we can text so you. Just anything. leave them. You go on there. You hit. Uh, I think it's listen now, right? And when they yes. go on there, they can then leave a voicemail. And uh, when you do that, and we'll we may even play it on the on the air as well. We'll we'll have fun with that. So uh, make sure you go and and do that. Uh, are you checking it right now? Are yep, you? Uh, is yep. that what you're doing? Yep, Man, I'm you trying are, to figure out. So you don't hit listen now. Um, you hit. Uh oh. Here we go. Taking directions from Chuck. I'm trying to find it because uh, Listen Now takes us to the anchor page. Oh, yes. That's where it was. Take you to the anchor page. Yeah. And then there is a button on the left that says Listen on Spotify because you can listen on every platform available. But to the right, there is a button that says Message. And if you click on Message, that will allow you to record. A, a voice message. Yeah. All right. So go to revivaltownpodcast.com, click on listen now. Then when you get taken to the next page, click on message. All right. Hey, there you go. Go ahead and do it. And we will see you next week. Next Monday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Oh,